All right, this is the Saucer Wife Janus People bonus episode for all of you who were disappointed, like three of you who were disappointed that uh, we had a what, one listener on Twitter called a bait and switch with the Saucer Wife not appearing on uh, the, the feedback episode. It was unavoidable, but we got her in here to Studio B as quickly as we could in order to address her comments and questions about the Janos people part two, which is linked in the show notes. If you've not yet listened to it, if you've not yet listened to it, much of this will not make sense. So hit pause, go listen to the Janus people part two and come back. Okay. You're back now. Let's okay. Saucer wife. What, what have you got? First of all, I'd uh, like to apologize to those three listeners, uh, that were disappointed in my absence. Unfortunately, life sometimes gets in the way of podcasting. That's what they say. I, I guess. Yeah, no, it does. It does. It does. Um, I can be a little obsessive about the hobby, but, uh, yeah. Okay. Go. All right. So Janos episode two, uh, the first thing, that I noted was bright anus. Bright anus. Yeah, Marty Kottmeyer comes through again with his with his careful linguistic uh, linguistic analysis of the words from uh, from the language that was published in in Saucer Smear back in the eighties. And and again, I very much appreciate him sending in that hilarious analysis. Okay, next comment or question. Uh, my next observation is um, about John's examination. Yes. I'm wondering, how can one remember all of these details and then repeat it back? Now, before you say something, I want you, in very full detail, to tell me about your trip to Walgreens this afternoon for me. Don't forget anything. I parked the car. What parking spot? It was fifth from the end of the line on the part of the parking lot closest to Saginaw Street. Okay. Okay. I got out of the car. Which leg did you get out? Use first? My left leg. I always use my left leg. I always lead with my left leg getting out on the driver's side. I go into the store. The first thing I do is go to the seasonal and toy aisle because I read that there were some potentially walgreens exclusive transformers that might be for sale now i will admit even at the time i walked into the store i didn't know what these might be but can i I ask you what aisle that was eight number eight okay there was nothing there no wait no wait you were not doing you were not giving us very many details what was on the shelves (laughs) actually almost nothing some generic drugstore toys you know the type that you yes. don't really pay attention to. There was one of the 25th anniversary GI Joe commemorative action figures. It was Lady J. Um, but the other thing I noticed was on the end cap there were some books, some local Flint area books. I do not. I did not look at them because one jumped out, and that was Haunted Flint, which I thought would be interesting material for an episode of Great Lakes lore. I flipped through that. 
there was a chapter that related directly to my co-host Samantha. So I surreptitiously snapped a few pictures of that book to send to her to see if she thought it would be worth looking into further. What color was the book? The book was a bluish black motif. It was sort of a black and white, not black and white, but sort of very monochromatic black and blue cover with an inset of a sepia toned mansion. I do not know which mansion it is. It How might, much was the book? The, I did not look at the price of the book because I did not plan on buying it at the time. What happened next? I put the book back. And then? I went to the photo desk to pick up your photos. Now, what's interesting about the photos is I had to spell the last name twice to get them. And he asked if there was just the one order. I said there was. He started ringing the... Stop. What? What did the man look like? Young, dark, wavy hair. I would estimate his height at about five foot ten, and his age to be probably between 19 and 22 and a half years old. He rang up the order, and I pulled out my debit card because I... You know, I just sort of force of habit. And when the total came to 74 cents, um, 78 cents with tax, I decided to pay with a dollar bill instead. I then took the photos. I went out without looking at or examining anything else and back was back in the car. I entered the car with my right leg, as I do when getting in the driver's side. I then closed the door. Did you encounter any other humans in this trip. I did. And you left it out of the story? I did not interact with them in any way. They were incidental to anything I was doing. Interesting. Interesting. Do you see now, like I have to pry these details out of you, whereas they are just spewed freely from John about his encounter. The difference is I was not under hypnosis just now. If I'd been under hypnosis, regression hypnosis, you would have gotten every detail and you would have had to accept that it's true because it's a flying saucer story and there was a hypnotist involved. Was that mentioned? Did I miss that part that there was that he was hypnotized while give, doing his recounts? Yeah, yeah. Remember the guy's name was McCartney, not like Paul McCartney, but oh, M apostrophe yes. McCartney. Okay, so did they hypnotize the children see the problem with this delay is it's been a while since i read this book um i believe they did yes yes sounds like a completely safe thing to do doesn't it okay which also leads me to why would John need to visit the engine room of this ship? I don't know, because it was boring as heck. I don't think he needed to visit it at all. But that's what makes this more of an old-fashioned contactee story, because we're getting every little bit of, you know, what life is like on this, on this spaceship. I have written... OMG, why do we care about all of this? I did not care about any of it. Okay. That was rough to get through. Okay. Next up, Earth from space. Yeah. Where we are viewing Earth. <laughs> no, from no cloud space. cover. No cloud cover at all. 
my whole thought, and you talked about this a little bit, is that of this being a hoax. But then I was like, who would go to the lengths to put on a hoax like this? They. Them. The dark, shadowy forces that manipulate us and manipulate all mankind from the dawn of time. Well, wouldn't they pick more people then to do this hoax on than just these people, like five people? Oh, you can't make it seem too common. No, that is that is a huge, a huge sort of hole in a lot of this argument. If it's a hoax, why um, and who? And even if you know those things, how is a little bit easier because this clearly is not they were not walking around anything that had any technology that was beyond the capability of 1978 to create, which leads me to a, um, a comment or an email. I can't remember which from a listener who mentioned that I, I, I compared a lot of it to Star Trek. Mm-hmm. He pointed out Blake seven premiered in 1977. How did you miss that? I don't know because I've, as, as you know, saucer wife, I've been rewatching Blake seven and I'm like halfway through the uh, the third series or series C, as it's known in, in the parlance of Blake Seven, and I I didn't even catch it because it's got the big cushy chairs, it's got like the sort of, you know, you know, shabby jumpsuits, it's you know excessively beige because it's you know the seventies. But yeah, I I do not know how I missed Blake Seven being an obvious sort of scientific or science fictional precursor to this but uh but yeah nothing uh nothing that was talked about in the spaceship needed to have any sort of not not just space age technology but you know human technology at you know state of the art human technology everything looked about 10 years out of date next have we we talked a lot about the nuclear catastrophe the what don't make fun of me. Okay. Um, have we on Earth had a level seven? I'm going to throw that one out to the listeners. I, I do not think so. I think Chernobyl was like a five or a six. Okay. Then my next question is what does seven look like? Well, the moon blows up and it falls on your planet. Okay. Okay. Well, no, that, that precipitated the events, but you have to evacuate, <laughs> I would think. But 11, a level seven would be, would be bad. Okay, it's been a couple nights since I've listened to the episode, so you're going to have to help me with maybe some of my comments here. I wrote, um, don't drink the Kool-Aid. Is that when they drink? Yeah, yeah the fizzy drink. Yeah, that, that precipitated their memory loss. Yeah. And then the beverage didn't work. Didn't they talk about how it didn't work on the children? Right, right. The children, uh, the children didn't have uh, didn't have the effects. Yeah. Okay. It's just, just if somebody you do, like, this is like party, like etiquette, not etiquette, but rules, right? You go to a party, you don't set your drink down, and you sure as heck don't take a drink from somebody you don't know, and drink it. Oh, they're friendly. They're from. They're from. Janos, you think Yuxia Yulia and the other one whose name I can never remember would would do something? Like, actually, I believe they would. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, remember: do not do not take drinks 
from strangers. Oh, by the way, um, you made reference to how you're a procrastinator. I did? Mm-hmm. Mm, don't remember that. Yeah. You're a huge procrastinator. Well, apparently, huge. I didn't, apparently I didn't deny it. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> the Janos lifestyle. <laughs> that, was, that was just a shame me, wasn't it? <laughs> well, I just want to make sure everybody out there knows you are a huge procrastinator. Okay. <laughs> we talk about food and animals again, yep. all the details. Uh, How do you remember all of this? I think it's the same answer. It, he either, you know, it's subconsciously recorded and brought out through hypnosis or it's made up. Now, my question for you is, and this is from Simpson J. Hanover III, what did you think of the space kebabs we had for saucer supper the other week? They were delightful. They were really good. Yeah, they were. They were. The chicken was absolutely incredible. We we should note that he, Simpson did not invent this recipe strictly for this. He has used this recipe before in other non-space-based contexts, and it is really great. The, uh, the recipe is up on the website. Um, and he did a good job sort of punching it up with references to the episode, too. So even if you don't plan on cooking it, check it out but yeah it's, it, it was funny. it was it was tasty yeah okay next politics um it, it it sounds like a lot of peace love and harmony oh yeah um my question is obviously they don't have marriage on this planet it doesn't they don't mention it do they N- not that you mentioned i i don't recall because not i mean Marriage isn't all peace, love, and harmony all the time. I mean, there are fights. What? Please. We're married to each other. There are fights. I don't know about that. I'm a treat. As am I. And completely compliant with your every wish. But yeah, we didn't get any sort of sort of hint of that on uh, on the Janus people. Yeah. I'm going to say they they don't have marriage. Because, because it's so harmonious? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Okay, we made reference to um, when we get we talking about race, yeah, and about how witnesses um, recognize aliens like themselves, like yeah. they're more apt to that. Um, I don't know. I think you would. I would think that I would glance over someone or something that looked more like what I'm used to, as opposed to like a reptoid or you know the gray. Yeah, alien. I, yeah. I mean, I, I think I think sort of the what I was sort of going for in the the, the listener comment that that prompted this is if okay, I'm being very cynical here, and um, and I realize that, but if you're going to let's say imagine, hallucinate, fabricate, interpret a weird event as somebody from another planet visiting you, if you are a middle-class Western white person, you're going to assume that the most advanced people on other planets are probably white people like you. It was sort of what I was saying. Wow. What? Just seems very narrow-minded. Well, have you been to Earth? Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to think there's a reptoid out there who's smart, smarter than me. How could he be smarter than you?
Um, it was interesting, the discussion about where would these, the Janos people, like, um, recolonize. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and of course, they're going to look at Europe. Right. But, you know, nobody wants them, really. I mean, except, you know, Norway, Sweden, Sweden and Finland. Yeah, but even then, the Laplanders, you'd have to watch out for the Laplanders, yeah, to to displace them. But yeah, wasn't that interesting? I mean, at least he had the self-awareness, like I said, he had the self-awareness to realize that uh, sending a bunch of white folks to colonize Africa again might not be the best best plan. And avoiding uh, the U.S., the Soviet Union, and China uh, to sort of keep them non-aligned in the whole Cold War thing was, I thought, pretty interesting. Um yeah, it was it, it, it was it was a weird a weird sort of series of of hypotheticals there. I don't know. I don't know. It just felt like a almost like a board game kind of like strategy like where do we put these people? Like we're playing pandemic and we have to all work together to I don't know. I'm going somewhere with this. I don't know where. All I know is I haven't had the heart to play pandemic since about February of 2020. But uh, now it's just too real. It's, it's, I just don't want to play this. Yeah. Um, those are really the, all the notes I had. Okay. Um, just the whole thing is just too detailed to be believable. If that makes sense. It, it, it does. It does. It absolutely does. Um, yes. That's a good, that is a good thing and, and a good, th- a good thing to say. And, and usually that's something that gets brought up with a lot of contactee stories is that, you know, that this should be a little more vague sometimes. It just sounds too manufactured when there's Especially too many details. Especially drink like this potion too. Well, clearly it didn't work. At all. At, at, well, they had to be hypnotized. And remember, he got the flu and the flu is what kind of jogged the memories. That was back in part one. I know, it's, it's like the dumbest thing ever, but... I mean, you've had the flu, right? You mean like the the whole like chest flu, body ache sort of flu? Yeah. I don't think I have. Are you kidding me? Um, I think maybe once. Okay, when you have the flu, mm-hmm. all you want to do is die. You're not remembering about your alien abduction I don't want to get the flu. This sounds awful. It is. Okay. Anything, anything else? Nope. That's it. Do you have anything for me? Um, no, I, uh, I don't think so, but we'll, we'll see you back at some point, right? I don't know. You tell me you're the, you're the podcast it is, it host. Is, it is my show. Um, yeah, we'll see you back at some point. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much, folks. Sorry this uh, segment was was late, but we will see you later in the week for the story of a saucer con man named Harold who died and came back from the dead without being Jesus. Okay. We will talk to you later. Bye. <laughs>